747. Kelby, can you call him? Yeah. I don't know. Oh, it's because I have him as Grant, or I must have been drunk when I typed it in. I misspelled Grant. Uh -huh. you you want me to call? Yeah, sure. How you By adding an, I added an R on to the end. It looks like that. Well, that's just racist. Is it even ringing yet? Yo, Kelby, did you try that Red Bull yet? The June joint? I had tried that uh, before, before I swore to everybody I'd get off the energy drinks. I did, and I fucked with yeah, it. Yeah, because you're not fucking with the shit for your shit no more. But but do you, did you like it? Oh, yeah. Please leave your message for yeah. 747. <laughs> now everybody right. knows his phone number. <laughs> Dang. I feel like <laughs> agitator what's good everybody this is agitator the only independent hustle craft and spirituality podcast that is influenced by the works of takashi Miike and anime and today we're taking a break from the japanese shit kind of to talk about john wick 4 it's a good movie this is probably my favorite movie series I, uh, I'm really excited to talk about it because it's a three hour movie. So it provides a lot of content that we can potentially talk about. I'm also excited because we have, uh, two of our really good friends on the show today. We have Mr. David Simmons, David, what's going on? What's going on y'all? Glad to be up here. Good to see yeah. you. As most listeners will know, David is the author of ghosts of East and soon to be West Baltimore. Uh, Baltimore native, Baltimore blooded through and through. Blood. That T that is killing my ears, bro. It's Baltimore. Oh, oh, I thought that I actually, I thought that I was popping. I thought that I was. <laughs> <laughs> no, you just, you just saying it wrong. Bomber, bomber. Nah, see, that's interesting that you said. So um, the way Kelby said it is one way. That's Baltimore with a D and then there's the other way which is like the um the old white people way from the southeastern corridor which is Baltimore or Balmer for real and that's yeah. like B-A-W-L-M-E-R so it's both they both ways are saying it for and nobody says Baltimore Anthony Hopkins and Silence of the Land <laughs> <laughs> not yeah <kind> of <laughs> We were talking about how in the book and the movie Silence of the Lambs, Hannibal Lecter is from Baltimore. He practices in Baltimore. And Anthony Hopkins talks like this, which I've never met. I didn't see that character in The Wire. No, I no, I've never met anybody who talks like that. Just Anthony Hopkins. He didn't and they act like like he's supposed to be a good actor, right? Mm. <laughs> but like really like for real like you didn't eat, like for real like whole time in John Wick Scars God he not from no France no but I he's, he was mm -hmm. yeah I, I believed mm -hmm. he was too until I found out that he was Pennywise he was also yeah. in Barbarian right yeah yeah, yeah. He's he was also in a weird TV show that I watched for some reason called Hemlock Grove. Y'all ever heard of that? 
I've is heard that, like, of that. It's some kind of gothic, uh, like gothic horror shit. Yeah, yeah. It, 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 I don't, I, I was waiting. I had to wait somewhere. So I just watched it on my phone. You feel me? I had to wait a long time. So I was just watching this shit and I was like, oh, this shit all right. But yeah, ain't he a very dislike, uh, uh, unlikable person? That dude? Oh, yes, absolutely. Oh, like for real? No, no, no. Like, like when at, at the actor, the characters he plays. Now, I don't know. Oh, oh yeah. <laughs> I don't know the boy. Yeah, I yeah, never, yeah. Like the characters he played, like he's a, a horrible person. Yeah. And I, I had some real beef with him and John Wick because he was he was after our boy. I've just been wanting I just been wanting to see him win for so long now, after all this fighting, to just be able to like put up the guns and and rest easy, and then here comes Skarsgård and I'm like I hope he shoots you in the face, bro. And spoiler alert, he does. He does. Does does he shoot him in the face? In the head. Right. Oh, yeah. Right. Yep. Yep. He sure yeah. does. Yeah, he does. Yeah. Oh, before I forget, we do have to introduce our second guest. Also, Broken River author, Black Gypsies, Melancholy's Finest, Mr. Grant Womack. Grant, how are you tonight? Just kidding. Grant didn't show up. So. <laughs> <laughs> Melancholy's Finest drops June 27th. He might come in the thing later. So basically, he texted the group chat a minute before we started recording to a, a joke that Kelpie made about dogs and restaurants. And he, <laughs> he just and said... That's it. It was nothing racial. It was just it nothing was just... racial. <laughs> it was just dogs. And, you know, a lot of people eat dogs. And Grant said, thank God, spelled G-A-W-D. And then I texted him, uh, hey, Grant, we're recording. And then since Eddie's alone in the chat now, see, we've had this group chat going for so long where it's Kelby, David, myself, Eddie, and Grant, that on an evening such as this, when four of us are doing a podcast together, Eddie's in there all by himself. He doesn't know what to do. So he's just been posting images of naked men in the chat. Uh, I don't know what kind of acting out that that is, really. You uh, should invite him on the show. <laughs> be like, bro, you want to come on? But <laughs> for, for Eddie to be sending all them pictures, right? That means he had to save them on his phone, right? So <laughs> <laughs> look, right? Somebody need to call his wife, yo, or mail a letter immediately. Be like, yo, check his safe photos right now. You say right now. We got help. <laughs> We need an intervention. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> make him make him stop it. <laughs> <laughs> He's gonna be like, I thought y'all, I thought y'all would never snitch like that, especially on your boy. It's like, bro, everybody got their lines. Exactly. <laughs> this was affecting the group. <laughs> there's, there's not even snitching. Like, I feel like if you broke everything down to, like, how snitching is, you know how, like, you, I'm not going to get too much into it, but the levels of what makes someone a rat or a snitch and shit like that, I feel like it ain't even apply if if you posting just naked dudes in the group chat for no reason, just to act out. Yep, that, <laughs> that nullifies everything else. Everything. 
<laughs> we're going to have to have a group intervention where we say, Eddie, we want to talk about your behavioral problems in, in the chat. Uh, you've really been acting out lately. You've been throwing your blocks. You haven't been eating your spaghetti. You've been posting pictures of naked men. Oh, in the Grant. Chat. Oh, wait. Grant. He here? He said something on the signal. It popped up on my phone. I ain't All right, let's check it out. Let's check seen, it out. I've seen a Grant site. He said, oh, shit, coming through. So I think he oh. might have just forgot. <laughs> Yo, do that mean that, like, my shit got the shit faster from him because Baltimore is closer in the sky to L.A. than Oklahoma? Like, yes. from the flights? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. 100%. <laughs> yes. This is like every day I wake up feeling so fucking blessed. Man, John Wick is such a good movie. He has so few words, but says so much. Dude, he ha- he kills more people in the movie than he has words in the script. Isn't that crazy? By probably like 10 times. Mm-hmm. Like, like he I- says 30 words and kills 300 people. <laughs> I think it's, yeah, it's something, it's like 368 words or something like that. 63, something. And yeah, the body count is, I mean, it's just one after the other. I want to talk about favorite kills. I want to talk about excess in action movies and how this is the way to go over the top, throwing everything you can at the wall and see what sticks. I want to talk about Chad Stahelski, the director on Joe Rogan, talking about kind of the history of the John Wick series and how it came about. Uh, Mostly, I want to just see Grant show up in the chat. Does he have to boot up his his fifty six k modem or? I'm not sure how that. <laughs> we 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 got a we got a dog on the bros as as we come up. You know, we're gonna all have this like fancy top of the line equipment sent to us straight from the manufacturer, and in the meantime, we got to be like making fun of the the bullshit that we working with. It's gonna be really hard for you guys to find anything to make fun of me about. I'm pr- my record's pretty oh, spotless oh, in the chat. Oh really? I'm glad you're finally sitting in a good proximity to your microphone and not just like yelling from the from the bathroom as if everybody can hear you. I like to lean. Houston people should know about that. Right. Yeah. Oh, yeah. What's up, Grant? What's up? What's up? I did my math completely wrong. I was like, oh, I knew southern, it. You know, that's the time. So, and then I was like, why do I have these missed calls from David? And then I realized, and then I was like, damn, now I look extra bad because, you know, black people have a. uh, Yeah, I said that. No, none of us said that. None of us said anything like that. We we didn't. We didn't. I said that. I I said he is black. So give him a few more. (laughs) <laughs> yeah so i was like damn i'm on color people time today you know, <laughs> color people I'm time. Here. it's a different time zone it actually exists outside of all of the time zones it's like a it, it, it like does. runs it does. concurrently at a, at a separate pace which is a real problem for baltimore standard time considering their demographic makeup yeah yeah baltimore yeah. runs anger <laughs> makes sense you yeah. know and also opportunity. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Absolutely. Hey Simmons, I want you. What are what are your top three cities in the world? I want to know what number two and three are. Wow. Oh man. 
Well, I'm not as outside of America. I'm not so much a travel person. I've been some places, but not really like that much. But in America, I would say um, I like DC very much. <laughs> what? It's 15 minutes down the road. <laughs> Hold on. <laughs> yeah, that would be number two. <laughs> um, and I like Oakland, California as number okay, that, oh, Okay, that one's fair. That one's fair. That's on the other coast. <laughs> yeah. That's what I'd have to go with as far as I uh, like. I oh, didn't any of the cities outside of America. No offense to any of those places, you know, or anything like that. I just wouldn't put them in my top three or nothing like that. So it's Baltimore, Washington, D.C. Yeah. And then, and then Oakland. Grant, yeah. what about you? Are we doing purely America or? Wherever, man. Wherever. Wherever in the world. Um, Give me Cadiz, Spain. Number one, Seoul, South Korea. Let's go, Seoul's badass. You know, and just fun fact, I have stepped foot into North Korea before, but I don't fuck with them like that. But uh, yeah, those, and then um, hmm, probably LA, yeah. So, Kadi, Seoul, LA, damn. Top three. Hell yeah. So, Houston. Nashville, or maybe uh, I didn't spend enough time in Memphis, but I got I love I got to throw Tennessee in there. So Memphis or Nashville, um, Cinque Terre, uh, Italy. That's what's up. Well, you guys are going to find this hard to believe, but my top three is Baltimore, D.C., and Oakland. (laughs) No way. I know I sound like I'm just copying David, but... (laughs) We got to know... What's that? We got to know your top three. Oh, my real top three? Okay. (laughs) Okay. My real top three is, <clears throat> man, this is a hard, I like uh, Santa Fe, New Mexico. I knew it. I knew it. Yeah. I like, I like soul also. Soul's got to be up there. Um, man, this is really tough. Kabuki Cho district. Oh man. I gotta say, oh, it's, it's such a conflicted city but it would probably be los angeles after that i do like los angeles i I, i've always had a good time there i like the vibes of it i'm much more of a la person than a new york person you know how people make that binary distinction you know um but but la and it's congested all the problems you can think of fake people you know blah 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 too too expensive whatever i've never lived there so it didn't hurt me like that uh but i really like la yeah so those would be my three what do you think john wick's three favorite cities are paris 
New York. New oh New York for sure. Yeah. What um, what city did his wife die in? New York. New York. New 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 Jersey, I think New- actually. Oh, so he probably at. hates New Jersey. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. He's he, actually he, got reason to. It's not just like the stereotype New Yorker. Yeah, he re- he retired to New Jersey and he was trying to just live like the Sopranos, but it didn't didn't work out for him. Just as That's, soon as you get out, they pull you back. Pull in. you back. In. That's one funny thing that the director said about how they pitched the movie to studios. John Wick Part One. Uh, you you know they obviously they didn't pitch Part Two before Part One, but uh, when they were pitching John Wick. The studios were very confused because they said, wait a minute. So his wife dies. And they said, yeah, yeah. But she dies of natural causes. And they say, yeah, correct. And he's getting revenge, not for his wife, for the dog. And they're like, yeah. And every studio passed based on that. They said, we, we don't understand what you're talking about. That, that makes no sense. The, 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 the wife is right there and you pick the dog. And they were like, okay, well, I guess we'll just make it ourselves. The dog represents the wife. Like, I don't understand how they couldn't get it. Yeah. Yeah. And people love animals and dogs. Like, that's, that's when, like, that's just rubbing it in. Like, this man really has nothing left to lose. Cause there's too many, there's too many stories that have done the whole, like, that's the Punisher thing, right? Like, oh, his, his wife and kid were shot down. There's like, I mean, that's not. John Wick takes it a step further. Is like he was already mourning, and then you took away the one last thing he had. You think this is John Wick? Every everywhere he goes afterwards, he picking up like a mean pit bull or something, you know, or he running around with Holly Berry's German Shepherds. He wouldn't have picked that little Yorkie, that little ankle biter. That's obviously a representation. That's obviously a symbol of his wife that he mourning, and that's why he's so attached. And that the studios yeah. that the studios can't think further than than just the to think that he just upset about a dog. It's like, well, I guess that's why they they kicking themselves for not saying yes now. Dummies. You got to unmute your mic. I was gonna say something smart ass, but now I just look stupid. So never mind. <laughs> <laughs> no, you you called it a Yorkie, and it's clearly a Beagle. That's that's what I was going to point out. But what? I'm a, yeah, a, a Yorkie is like a little floof. The, the Beagle's got yeah. the floppy ears, and uh-huh. the, yeah. No, I just yeah, replaced it with a Yorkie bags. in my memory. I, I, really, <laughs> I really thought it was a Yorkie. <laughs> so what? Y'all, y'all mostly Grant and David. Y'all mostly like binge the whole series recently right yeah Me, I did. yeah i just watched four i had been watched one two and three but i just watched four recently um and just finished it like i guess like right at, right before i put my daughter to bed because we had to do reading time and shit but i also had to watch john wick before the podcast and all that so first i was watching the john wick for then she was watching Gracie's Corner. Then we did Reading Time. And then we did the podcast. You feel what I'm saying? So I just watched it. Just finished it. I like that little routine. Fresh. That's that's structure. That's 
that's how you watch that's how you watch movies with kids you just make sure you get yeah. it all like scene by scene exactly yeah. i did I not like that... know this was a three-hour movie erica and i had the opportunity to go to the movies one day and so or to go do whatever you know my mom and sister were like hey we're gonna watch the kids and so we were like let's hit a movie and john wick four was playing and so we were like let's go watch john wick and we're sitting in that theater like this is the most people i've ever seen killed in one movie and oh my god i feel like it's been so long that we've been away from our kids we're really taking advantage <laughs> of this babysitting situation <laughs> yo i've watched this video over the past four nights and days in sections watch this movie i mean i've watched like sections of it i've watched like 30 minutes in the morning and like 30 minutes like just because it's so motherfucking long but you just be watching it and you'd be like damn how is it still so good yeah yeah that was the question i was asking myself i was like all right these first two hours really great are they gonna sputter out in the third because they stay consistent but they did i feel like it just keeps getting amped and amped and amped up it does yeah. keep getting amped and amped up. And that's why that's actually why I purchased it because I knew that I would watch it over and over again. And so far that has held true because that's just a movie that I put on in the background. I wanted to comment really quickly on how when you're a parent like me and you don't give your children the right structure, it's so bizarre to hear actual good parents say, oh, and then we read and did bedtime. I was like, what is that? I like Gus watches me play cyberpunk until he falls asleep on the floor. Like, what is <laughs> 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 so first of all, kudos to you guys for, for doing that. But oh, that's man. all Simmons. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. His his daughter's gonna grow up all well adjusted and shit, and our kids are just gonna be like wild eyed. Like, can I watch Pokemon? Please put Pokemon in front of me. <laughs> nah, Rowan Ro Ro Rowan goes down. We do um trying to read to him more, but uh he hijacks the reading and makes up his own story and shit. I'll be reading it wrong. I'll be starting to like read the words and he's like no no you gotta obviously there's something else going on he'll point something out in the pictures and make up his own fucking story but he's been falling asleep to gorillas a lot i usually put on music and just be like no we're on sleep. gorillas too dude that's really? such a strange coincidence no for real like all we listen to in the car is cracker island and mm -hmm. well, all the all the gorillas discography. That's that's all he wants to listen to. It's good music, so I don't mind. But plastic, yeah, I just, uh, plastic beach is really plastic good beach. For... Yeah, plastic beach is great. Have you listened to the fall? That's a weird one. He uh, recorded that whole one on his iPad while they were on tour. So it's, it's got this weird kind of experimental vibe. But I didn't know that you guys were into the gorillas. Uh, so maybe we'll do a gorillas episode. Yeah. Yeah, because Agitator's just doing whatever the fuck we want now. We've been on the cyberpunk shit, and uh, we've been on a... Which I was calling Japanese for the longest time, which is just incorrect. It's made by a <laughs> Polish game 
company mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and the board game was made by a black american dude so like mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. i don't know where japanese really came into that but you know japanese is more feeling it's more it's more a vibe, it's more a vibe. John Wick actually is a Japanese movie because part of yeah. it takes place in Japan and it has a bunch of Japanese people in it. So it counts. Mm-hmm. That's a lot of that shit too. There's a lot of what? Gun kata. All the gun fighting and all that. Yeah. 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 I wanted to uh I wanted to get uh we'll do Grant and then we'll do David. But did y'all have a favorite, not necessarily scene, but a favorite kill? In John Wick Four, and I gotta think about that. Someone else answer while I'm thinking. This is why he said you first, just so you could say that. <laughs> <laughs> you know, you I was like, "Damn, past podcast, he asked this question. I should have been prepared." You know. Um, you want me to do it, Grant? Yeah, if you got the answer already, you know, take you know, take the lead. I don't have a favorite. I just there were a couple that I like really uh, enjoyed, and I was like, whoever wrote that that action sequence into the writing, like I said, this is that it, the choreography. I was just like very impressed by it. Mm-hmm. Um, one was when Shorty climbed the big dude with the blades until yeah. he was he yeah. was running up the stairs. Yeah, that and, and Shorty had got shot too. And I want to say real quick, for real, real quick before I forget for real on that. That's another reason I fuck with the John Wick franchise because, like, look, right? You know, Shorty got shot, and John Wick and her they kill all the people. Then John he look at her and he's like, "I'll kill them all." And then he like or says, "Yeah, probably." And then he leaves her bleeding. <laughs> he just keeps her bleeding now. John Wick is the least misogynistic franchise there is because john he don't try to play hero he don't see no damsel in the he no shorty he not her savior you feel what i'm saying you feel me shorty just climbed Mm -hmm. the boy just climbed him with blades so Mm -hmm. that was one of my joints and man um i like when killer harkin got killed which person was that again the big, crazy-looking German dude in the fat suit. Scott Adkins, yeah. Oh, was that that was that the guy when John Wick was trying to like get back in the family? Yeah, yeah. the the poker dude. Yeah, I was actually gonna. I was literally gonna say him as one, but you know. <laughs> I sound. I feel like I'm teaching a high school class, and it's like that's what I was gonna say, teacher. Actually, that was the same. Because yeah, I was saying, I, like, I was like that. That was kind of badass. Like he actually survived. Like he was kind of a tough opponent. But you know, my other choice would be uh, who's the motherfucker who just wouldn't die in the suit, who was sent by the the court to uh, oh. kill John Wick. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The the one of the final showdowns kind of at the at the yeah, Paris Arch. Yeah, I think on the stairs or whatever. Um, okay. the, the dog pisses on him. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah, yeah. That was definitely a top kill for me because I'm like, man, this guy is not that tough. He should be getting killed. You know, he ain't that tough. But 
Yeah. But, but yeah, I, yeah, I felt very satisfied when he got knocked off. Yeah. Kelby, you got a favorite kill? Uh, I got a I got a favorite use of weapons. All of the I think the whole I think um that German or Russian whatever probably German because I get Yorkies and Beagles mixed up. So y'all said German. So I'm gonna <laughs> go with that. Um, the German club scene, that whole all the kills in there were tight because uh you had the like the dude he grabs by the beard and slams his face down. You got which was like impromptu shit. That was like the, a lot of the ways they come up with these kills and choreography and shit. Uh, according to Chad, which is what I call him because I forget his last name, the director Chad, he uh, they just come up with shit on the spot. And that dude had a beard. They were like, "We gotta grab your beard." I mean, obviously. Talking about um, the one in part one. No, this was. They did. They did a beard kill in part four, also. Am I mixing up my movies? God damn! It. I think part one is when they grab. That's but uh, I know the German club scene. That's that's, in Tate, that's Tate Fletcher, the dude with the big. Okay, beard. that was he's the a, first a, one. Yeah, yeah, that was the first one. I'm see, not trying to dog you, dude. It's time, just funny. See, see, it's time, just funny that you keep. It's funny that you keep fucking up. Time is like you know, uh, it's a made up construct, and memory <laughs> me, memory is based on that construct, and my memory is like a sphere, right? It's like it's like all encompassing. So like the the scenes they happen, some of them are happening in the future right now. You know, yeah. some of the uh, some of these kills ain't even happened yet, but I seen them. I watched them. It's um, like you guys remember in John Wick when they overloaded Ultron and he started like flipping out at the end of the movie. <laughs> this shit was crazy. Yeah, I remember that shit. <laughs> yeah, and, and and then Mary Kate and Ashley had to like do some kind of like voodoo on him. Uh, <laughs> oh no no but i i like that german club scene that seemed to go on forever and mm -hmm. ever and mm -hmm. ever that's so was wet crazy. too so many waterfalls oh, oh yeah i love how everybody's just <clears throat> dancing and they just keep dancing too yeah and then at the end what's so funny about that scene and i think this might have been intended as a joke is that he's killing all these people in the club and nobody cares and then when he throws Scott Adkins over the balcony and he breaks his neck, everybody in the club stops. Like they just noticed that people have been getting murdered. Like everybody goes, oh, oh, oh my God. And it's like, where, what? This has been going on for 15 minutes. What are you talking about? Uh, uh, hot, each other. Yeah. Uh, but you know, I feel like if I was in the club and I had like this bad German bitch I was trying to bag. And I was about to close the deal, and I saw some people getting killed, but they were kind of far out. Be like, all right, let me continue, but I'm gonna move her closer to the door, you know, and close the deal and leave. You know? <laughs> <laughs> this is this is how this is agitated. <laughs> downloads have been so good this month and yeah and now yeah. they're gonna get even better <laughs> even better, even better. Uh, so in part four my favorite kills are one that happens in uh uh okay not okinawa is it okinawa yeah the the japan scenes that's There's hong a scene kong. <laughs> yeah it's hong <laughs> that's perth australia um <laughs> 
but there's uh, when she first busts the bow out uh, a kill that got me to go oh shit was a dude gets shot through the leg and it hits a wall and he kind of spins backwards and gets killed y'all remember that, that yeah oh yeah i do remember that, yeah I, I remember seeing that and being like, oh, that's funny. That's clever. And then um, for me, most of what happened just in the last 30 minutes of the movie is all a contender, whether it's the dragon's breath, shotgun shells, or the Arc de Triumph, like every just everybody get hitting getting hit by a car. Was that uh, 30 minutes? I think if- though I, I want to say the last bit, like, oh, uh, but my favorite moment from the whole movie in terms of stunts and all that is when uh Keanu Reeves and Donnie Yen are walking to that final confrontation and they know they're going to face off. They're going to duel. And um, Donnie Yen does this badass little like sword flip and just sticks him through his good hand. Yeah. I thought that was so clean. That looks so cool. I had to rewind that. I didn't even realize what had happened at first. But that's why he took the cloth out, right? Because he gets his blood and then, like, he has a marker on him. Is that what mm-hmm. that is? Yeah. I think so. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I I definitely... Uh, so now that we've talked about favorite kills, does anybody want to try to describe the plot of John Wick 4? This is always fun. I mean... Sim has just finished watching it. Man, you know, John Wick, you know, he miss his wife and all. It's just about a man and his dog. <laughs> he trying, don't leave him alone with his dog and his car. He get new cars and new dogs, but they don't mean the same for real. So he always angry. And for real, for real, it's like everybody hates John Wick, no matter where they from in the world. They just hate John Wick and they just want to kill him. So he just kill everybody all the time so he can die next to his wife. I guess. That's the move. Yeah. Yeah. I thought we were trying to describe specifically chapter four. I feel like you described the whole franchise. I feel like chapter four is the whole franchise. It felt like the cherry <laughs> on top. The very, the cherry on top. very large, succulent cherry on top. Do you know what's it weird? Was a succulent cherry. I agree. I agree with both of y'all. I did describe the whole franchise, but also John Wick Four is the whole franchise. Like uh, it's a weird singularity or something. I don't know. It's like the same, just because like I don't know. It just goes on forever. It just keeps going on. Like it's like it just keeps going, and you're like, damn! I didn't know German people were gonna show up. Like, that's what the franchise is like. That's a little tip from the uh, craft perspective. When you have a series, you just got to make sure the last one is really, really long. Yeah, that's fair. <laughs> that's, <you know. laughs> no, no, but no, for real, though. Like, uh, John Wick 4 could have been even longer. I'd have been, like, everything. The reason this series is so successful and why it slaps so hard, I think, is because it's a ton of fun pulled off with a high precision level of quality. Like everybody cares about their craft involved with the movies, but it's all about like, wouldn't this be tight? Right. Like, yeah. You, 
You know, I do want to clarify, even explaining the plot like that, I don't mean that in a disparaging way to the franchise. I think it is a 10-10, just perfect franchise in every way. Um, my point in saying that is like, for me, the choreography and the syncing up the soundtrack and the music with the fighting and the guns and just all of that is just so much more. That's why I can watch it forever. It's like an endless music video of violence and, and like somebody you rooting for because they're all bad guys, you know? Yeah, we've heard um, the some of the only real shit talk I've heard about the John Wick franchise is it being uh, doing like CGI blood uh, being more choreography than like uh i i don't know what else you want from an action movie like grittiness or something i guess but like um my thing is it it kind of is like it is an action movie and like it's exciting and thrilling and there's a ton of killing more killing than any fucking slasher movie out there but it's also like a dance movie even mm -hmm. more so kind of because it's mm -hmm. all it is all about that choreography and how it syncs up with the music is crucial too so it is like a yeah. lot of it is audio centric it's all about these these synchronicities the synchronizing of music and movement and all the fluidity of the of the fighting there was one yeah, you're, point yeah you're right oh go ahead go ahead there, there was one point watching it where uh in the japan scene when they first show up and john wick and Shorty are out on the uh, on the balcony with the the cherry blossom tree, and there's like they're like in a tight corridor with all those decorations and shit, and you know they're shooting machine guns at them and everything, and she's sliding under them shooting with a bow, and John Wick's running out, you know, popping them in the face and shit, and uh, Erica goes like, "There's a lot of people. Couldn't they shoot at him? You know, while he's distracted." And I was like, well, that's because it's a dance movie. They got to wait their turn. It's not their turn mm -hmm. to dance with John Wick yet. <laughs> yeah, it's like, have you seen a kung, a kung fu movie before? That's how that's how this whole thing... Of course, yeah, if all yeah. 12 guys all jumped on him at the same time, that would work. But we're working in the realm of... Myth Do you know why John Wick does all that judo shit? It actually has a practical filmmaking reason that I found out. Because in most movies... The choreography is much more, uh, you know, punch and kick oriented and, you know, you, but what that requires to film it properly is a lot of cuts and they did make the first John Wick movie independently. So they needed to get entire fluid action scenes <clears throat> done without cutting. So their solution for that was to have him be more of a grappler to jump on people, do that that interesting twist spin move where he, you know, grabs somebody's arm and then flips around and takes them to the floor. So it's much more choreography intensive, but what that meant was they didn't have to turn the camera off and then turn it back on again. So again, budgetary restraints led to this whole, because I had never seen that in a movie before and they thought it was going to suck, not the movie, but they thought that the reaction to that was going to suck. They're like, this isn't like, other action movies people are going to be like why does he wrestle with them why does he roll and then you know put them on the ground and all this kind of stuff and it turned out to be what made that movie unique yeah 
Yeah, absolutely. There are multiple scenes through the movie because, like I said, I y'all know I just watched that, and there are multiple times where he could easily shoot someone, but instead he has them on the ground and he takes a part of the gun or something and he like punches him the the part of the gun into their throat to the to the kick drum of the beat. Like for real, like if you yeah. watch it. It's just perfect. Them guitar and kick drum, 808 hits, they hit right when he hitting them. You feel me? And like, man, how about all the shit he did taking the guns apart and just doing shit with them? Like, did y'all peep that through the movie? Like, oh, dude, John or Keanu Reeves, um, he invented a thing that people do now with guns. Cause in John Wick, he does this thing where he ejects the clip by fl- and he flicks it out. And the director was like, watching him on the training course and he was like what's that you're doing he's like oh it's faster because you just flick it out so the guy keanu reeves invented the clip flick and now people actually do that when they're doing those obstacle courses and shit because it's just a faster way to reload you're talking about like on the banana clips and like the the rifle magazine he does he does it yeah he does it with the banana clip in part four but in the earlier series he was doing it with pistols he was flinging clips out oh shit i need to pay more attention to that Mm -hmm. that's crazy yeah because how he would reload is like if he's out he goes he flicks and then when he goes back this way he's got the other clip coming up oh yeah i got you yeah yeah, yeah. They, they threw that in uh they added that little animation into some cyberpunk weapons yep. too. yep exactly yeah they yeah. gave him a cool reload in that game back like that he flicks it and then comes back mm-hmm. yeah yeah and instead yeah. of dropping yeah nobody had done that before nobody had figured like that was all the actor who came up with that that wasn't the choreographers or anybody else he had just been playing around because he did all this training i forget the name of the person who he trained with but if you've seen these i saw the videos on instagram of him you know doing these obstacle courses and he's got a shotgun on his back and a pistol and he's knocking down all these targets and then he busts the shotgun out and he's doing rolls and kind of all this cool shit but he's Keanu Reeves is actually at 58 years old, just kind of the guy you'd want to be around in the apocalypse because he's just that good. Could you survive where everybody's from? Definitely. Mm-hmm. Keanu with all that training now, not Keanu Reeves back in the day before all that training, mm-hmm. not before he was flicking clips. No, no, not point break Keanu. Point break Keanu would. Not not Bram Stoker's Dracula, Keanu. We're Bill, talking Bill and Ted's and not Bill Jenny. and Ted, not Bill not, and Ted. Not that movie where like he had like a mailbox with Sandra Bullock or something. <laughs> <laughs> that was the, the, movie, a- right? the astronaut's wife. Yeah, no, the lake house. Oh, the lake house. Sorry, no, yeah. Kelby got it right. <laughs> <laughs> That's all right, about time. <laughs> <Man>. <laughs> but you know going back to that uh the wrestling and jiu-jitsu you know obviously i got a background in that like that shit is so on point and accurate the way they execute these moves like that shit you would see every day on a mat in any jiu-jitsu gym and you know i really i really appreciated the uh attention to detail you know so that shit really flowed the right way. 
I like how he he also properly used nunchucks. You know, Bruce Lee had everybody convinced that you did all this crazy, like flip, flipping around and spinning and shit, and helicoptering and all that. And uh, it's like, nah. John Wick grabs the the nunchucks. I like how he he skips the guns too. He like goes up to he goes up to the display that's got all these guns and shit, and he's like, "Well, I haven't used these yet." Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah it's a movie that knows it's a movie oh you know yeah what i mean you know yeah. that's that's i feel like they give you these little hints throughout and the, and the director has said as much that the movies are supposed to read as mythology as fairy tale not real basically so yeah the bad guys come one at a time blah 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 but they give you these little hints and i think the nunchucks was part fours and they, they put it close to the beginning on purpose because that's the wink to everybody like, hey, yeah, this is a joke. And mm-hmm. just have fun. Chill out. He's got nunchucks now. It'll be fine. And, yeah. and he, how he is with, with the nunchucks, too, is just he throws them at a dude's throat. He has a, has a dude over a table and just goes, wow, wow, <laughs> like he's whipping them with them. I wanted to rewind in the theater. I rewinded a few times at different scenes that I enjoyed. Which you... Huh? Which which ones? Uh, definitely Shorty climbing up the dude, for sure. I thought that was fantastic. Um, there was a part when he was climbing up the... He was going up the stairs to the uh, end fight, and he his gun came apart and I guess the, the pit viper. And I guess that's what Lawrence Fishburne, the Barry King was talking about when he was like, um, it has fangs or whatever, if you get up close or whatever. And um, he took the gun apart. And I, I mean, I could be wrong, but I, I, I wanted it a couple of times. And, but I thought he like used it like a knife almost, not yeah, like a, yeah. right? Yeah, he used the, the slide to, hit somebody yeah. in the eye yeah didn't he throw it at somebody oh too? you're right you're right yeah 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 yeah. No, no, you're, right. You're, right you're right too he did he did stab the dude with it after he took the gun apart and um then he threw it right after mm-hmm. but mm-hmm. I that part because you know that shit ain't been really done in action movies or any movies before so you'd be like oh shit you gotta rewind it and see what what happened you know and then the uh, the dragon's breath, I got real excited to see. That's that's one of those things I've always wanted to go have fun with somewhere. I need somebody with a that owns a lot of property, and and has a uh, some flammable shotgun shells because that shit I ain't never seen that in a movie before. But um, it's it's got a lot of people like y'all were even talking in the group chat like, what the fuck was he using? Like what yeah. was that? You you explained it. I looked it up after you identified what it was because you immediately knew what it was, right? The dragon breath rounds and it's it's red phosphorus rounds, I think. Mm-hmm. And they are labeled to explode up to a hundred feet, right? But like that's how far the flames can go out, but people say they've gone up to three hundred feet. So mm-hmm. Imagine that bursting inside you. That's why they flamed up like that, boy. Oh man. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> that you close range with that shit, and then your whole like you're just an oven immediately. Yeah. He has so 
any of them dragging breath rounds. <laughs> so many dudes got hit. The way that shit was filmed was probably my favorite filming technique of the movie. That like top down old school video game look to it, like Metal Gear Solid oh, yeah. look to it. Mm-hmm. That shit that, was tight. That's where he got it from. It was a game called Metal uh, Gear Solid. Oh. It was called like Hong Hong Kong Ooh-y. Hong Kong Massacre or something like that. But this is what's so cool about this director and why I feel like he's kind of one of us. He was a stuntman for years and years and uh, ended up becoming Keanu Reeves' stunt double on The Matrix. <clears throat> and in his 40s, he's given the opportunity. He gets this script called Scorn. And it's John Wick is the main character, but he's like 60 years old and only two people die. So he gets the script and convinces Keanu to do it, but then they change it in obvious ways. It becomes more of a bloodbath, ballet, dance movie, what have you. But listening to him talk about where they got the inspiration for things, the dragon's breath was because he was on YouTube and he saw a dude shooting dragon's breath at a target in like West Virginia or some shit. And he was like, Oh fuck, that's what we need to do for that scene. And then for that top down scene, he was on YouTube watching a trailer for Hong Kong massacre, whatever this game's called. And it's top down with somebody shooting. He's like, Oh, perfect. That's how we do it. We do it that way. So this motherfucker is just watching YouTube (laughs) and picking (laughs) out cool shit and putting it into his movie. And that's exactly the kind of film genius that we need. God bless Quentin Tarantino and Martin Scorsese and whoever else is a good director. I don't know. But now what we need are people who watch YouTube mm-hmm. and and just put that shit in their movies. I feel like Harmony Corinne would do that, right? Like yeah. Harmony Corinne would just be watching YouTube and be like, oh, look at the Hoff twins. They got to be in my next movie. Bro, there's got to be a, yeah. a Harmony Corinne Hoff twins movie. That's my favorite documentary of all time. Whenever people mm-hmm. are like... uh you know, a lot of people get real into documentary and I like watching shit. I like learning shit, but some people talk about documentaries, like they're a class of film that they'll be like, what's your favorite documentary? And I'm like, that's a really weird question. That's like, what's your favorite high school subject or something? Before we go, before we go, I do want to do a little bit of promo here at the end. I want to start with Grant because Grant's book comes out first, but I want to talk a little bit about y'all's books. Um, get people to follow you guys on social media and shit and make sure that all those bases are covered. So Grant, Melancholy's Finest, June 27th. Yeah. What, ha- what, what is, don't just tell me what happens in your book. Give me an offer. I'll give you an offer. <clears throat> if you fuck with anime manga, cyberpunk, uh, comic books. But you've always wondered, where are the Black people at in these sci-fi books? I never why don't they ever not, say, not even one time, but okay. Why don't they ever say nigga, you know? I have wondered that. I'd be wondering that about everything that I watch. I wondered that's that about Kel- that's John Kelby's, That's Kelby's constant question. <laughs> I wondered know, that about book. John Wick, too. Melancholy yeah. Finest answers that question. You got plenty of diverse. You got Koreans. You got fucking black people. 
Japanese. Your grand sex girlfriend. Yeah. You know, yeah, yeah, <laughs> pretty much. Yeah. Yeah. Um another girl I slept with in there too. Um the Yumi character. So yeah, she, she, based she, off, the, yeah, a fair, lot of the, the, the fairy based wings, off yeah. real real shit. Not everything, but a lot of shit's influenced by real life events. So, you know. Uh, yeah, cop melancholy finest. It's a dope ass cyberpunk. Well, I did. I did want to say as a tag onto your pitch there that Kelby and I were talking either on the phone or in like a chat or whatever. But uh, we, you know, this this podcast is Japanese inspired, and we talk about the films of Takashi Miike. We talk a lot about tonal shifts. And we talk about this kind of ability for these filmmakers to ignore genre conventions. I think David does this too. But in Melancholy's Finest in particular, like there is such a rapid shift in tone that I think that Grant has managed to emulate things like manga and anime, the best that I've seen in a book. Damn, appreciate that. High, high compliments. Yeah, yeah. When they put on the skin suits at the end, and they're like, she's killing people with a fan, and then there's a a, like a demon with tits that's you know that he has to kill. I was like, yeah, this is, this is it. You just you you just you don't you don't gradually turn the dial. You go from like a four, and then the last twenty pages, it's like let's do like nine. (laughs) <laughs> yeah yeah that's, that's actually very accurate i didn't think about it like that uh, that's what japanese people do events, but yeah that's yeah. pretty much how it goes yeah 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 also love now, how everything is uh you know it's anime or it's blade runner or it's like you know you got this like I, I said a good pitch would be like blade runner meets true romance and it's so it has that like pulpy back and forth vibe it's got that like like i picture a soundtrack being like one of those right like you know and but you slow down and focus and get realistic as fuck when it comes to the sex scenes yeah he does he does yeah it's just it moves at this blistering pace and then as soon as somebody takes their dick out of their pants it's like three paragraphs of how this bitch is sucking it you know, it's like, and then she sucked it counterclockwise, and then she she moved her head. It was the, a lot. It was the like a saliva it was like a pla- dripping. The... It was like picture a plasma lamp. Imagine that was like sucking your dick, right? That's uh, yeah. that's yeah. melancholy's finest. Yeah, you can really see what there. matters to the author when you when you see what they slow down and describe. There are some people who are like. Yeah, I passed uh, this this social happening, and I want to document it. Or I was in nature, and I want to document this amazing canyon that I saw. Grant's like, I saw a fucking canyon. It was whatever. But when we got back to the hotel, she got down on her perfect bony knees under a soft velvet pillow and un- unzipped all 32 teeth of my zipper to release... <laughs> my very humble eight and a half inch cock 
which she then took into her mouth slowly. This was pretty accurate. Pretty and I'm accurate. reading, I'm like, yeah, man, fuck yeah, let's go, dude. Yeah. Like, you I'm, know. I'm, and, I'm, I'm you know, the other thing, the fashion references, I feel like people really fuck with all the. Oh yeah, the fashion references. You know, I dig how you stake it into a so like cyberpunk has always felt it's different than just sci-fi. How you know sci-fi is like oh the future whatever, and cyberpunk people think about it as like the future, but like high tech, low life is like a, a common saying with like describing what cyberpunk is within the sci-fi realm. But it's always had a stake in like eighties. It always feels 80s, but in the future, you went and took like right now and threw it into cyberpunk with like the Louis V and all the fucking you've got Ray Ban and shit like yeah, Balenciaga. Yes, he did. That I I really I noticed that as well. Like it's cyberpunk is supposed to be the future, but dirty like you know like dirty equipment like shit don't always work too good like exactly what you said and then we don't talk about solar punk but then like what grant (laughs) is grant did exactly what you said he made it like futuristic high fashion super violence like one thing i like about melancholy's finest it's it's very fast-paced violence um one thing about Grant's writing is it's it you can read it. You can, it's like a John Wick movie. It's like mm-hmm. a it's got good plot. You get through it, it moves. But for real, the the action and the scenes and the moments to me always stick out the most, just like a John Wick movie. You feel me? Like moments in his books and uh, are very memorable to me yep let's talk about ghost of west so i'm gonna make a very bold claim and there's dangers in doing this because you can you can cripple people with the kind things that you say to them but i think this is just me my personal preference but on a on a sentence by sentence paragraph by paragraph level i think that david you are next level i think you might be one of the best that i know uh and i you know working on this book which i'm in the middle of right now so i can't go into as much detail as i did with grants which i finished and it's you know i mean everybody who's on broken river is elite right but dude you got something special man you're just you're just you've just got it like you, you know how words and sentences work uh, on a level that I haven't experienced before, and I highly recommend people check out Ghosts of East and uh, Ghosts of West is shaping up in that same way. So uh, I don't want to make you feel awkward or whatever, but you're you're one of my favorite writers. Like you're just you're so fucking good. It's it's stupid how good you are. Yo, that that's crazy, bro. Thank you, mm-hmm. thank you mm-hmm. for that. that. That means a lot. That, that means mm-hmm. a lot. I'm really excited of uh, us working on this book. You know, cool, cool, yeah. Make a make an offer. 
<laughs> oh, oh, uh, yeah. My bad, bro. That made me all emotional, bro, because, like, I usually, like, don't, like, um, like, aside from my wife and my daughter, you know, I don't usually hear, like, dialogue from people that I care about, like, outside of this group and, you know, and stuff like that. And that means a lot to me. So that hit me real quick. So thank you, bro. I appreciate that. Yeah, I was just trying to fuck you up. Actually, I think it fucking sucks. <laughs> 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 All right. So look, right? Am I making? Have you read the first book? Me? You talking? Yeah, about making this pitch to you, like as oh, a person. yes, yes, I have, yes, of course. <laughs> oh, oh, well, shit, oh, man, you already know. You gotta know. First of all, you gotta know. Did my homie make it? Is he dead or alive? Did he make it to his curfew? But look. The whole thing is like this. My man, you know what I'm saying? He getting out the hospital now. But now his time zone is not, his time clock is not just, you know, his curfew. You know, now he's got radiation poisoning from the fight from the last book. And that shit has fucked him up. You feel me? So, like, he got to inject himself with shit and Medicaid don't be covering that. (laughs) You know, up. you feel me? Like that. But at the same time, he still got to meet up with his probation officer. You feel me? And his probation officer is a lunatic who gets fucked up on MP, M, uh, PVP and all that shit. You know what I'm saying? He'd be doing ketamine and raping his clients and going crazy. He's insane. And then, you know, at the same time, there's a religious guy who is, um, you know, plotting to do some real, you know, horrible things like the next Messiah. But, you know, I was like, damn, I never see... Hold on. This will be funny. I want to say this. I just thought of something funny. Hold on. Have you ever watched a movie where someone claims to be the next Antichrist or Messiah and said, damn, I wish I could see more Jewish representation in my media? (laughs) I got you a rabbi, boy, because I was like, no, man, Christians can't have a monopoly on that shit. You feel me? Every book be about that. So now I was like, let's do a rabbi. And the rest you just gonna have to figure out because, you know, it's just gonna be a lot of violence, a lot of humor, a lot more humor, I think, than the first book because doing this chat with my writer friends allowed me to uh, let loose, especially um, from reading Eddie's writing. Yep. Because Eddie's, um, something about Eddie's writing is like, I don't know, he like combined. It's so free. It's so free. It's so, it so doesn't follow any of the rules, but still stays in line with, I don't know. I don't get it. I don't know how to describe it. His dialogue doesn't follow the rules of his place setting, which doesn't follow the rules Mm -hmm. of his Mm -hmm. type writing which doesn't follow the rules of his action scenes like yeah, he gets it eddie eddie gets the whole thing the he's whole just thing. he eddie's just a fucking beast right and and i think like being in the chat with him and y'all too i just reading his shit like i think that too it allowed me to let loose with this book in a way i did not with the first because the first was my debut book so i was following a pattern you can see that you can see that in the book. Good. You can. Good. I feel can like see. I feel like un, oh. un, unleashed. Unleashed Simmons is uh, 
it's 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 some powerful shit i get so fucking hyped dude just talking to y'all right now like i'm getting fucking stoked it's like grant has figured out the tonal shit you know what i mean like grant embodies this anarchic spirit of anime and then like david's over here perfecting how words can look on a page and it's just like dude this shit and it's all coming out at the same time how can this not be a thing you see what i'm saying like yeah it's a it's a thing something's happening and i'm getting fucking hyped on it yeah i'm getting hyped too you know ghosts of west baltimore i'm gonna have to just splurge on it too it's just such an amazing book and like you said with Jewish representation, I read a lot of fucking horror. I read highbrow, lowbrow, dumb shit. And I haven't read much Jewish horror or had Jewish uh, representation. I've read Jewish mythology, folklore, but I was- Is that like Christianity? Hyped. Is that what that is? <laughs> <laughs> I've read the Bible. Uh... <laughs> yeah, Christian. Yeah, 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 yeah. But yeah, Ghost of West Baltimore, the fucking golem, the fucking rabbi who's fucking a fucking psychopath, and all the uh, Jewish words. I was just like, wow, this is really fucking good and weird and absurd. But like David said, the fucking sentences, paragraph to paragraph. The I don't know how I don't know how he does it, dude. I don't know how he yeah, does it. Yeah, it's like flawless. Where I think I'm, I'm, I'm like glad that it happens. Chat makes me you know? want to step my game up with every book. I'm like, man, maybe I need to research more because you see how good fucking David books are with his. Research. I think the research is a big thing with him. I think as if he's not here in the chat, right? Yeah, but this, this is one of the best books coming out this year. One of the best books I've read in my I life. I agree. I agree. I agree. And I'm only halfway done with it. But if unless he takes a left turn and just fucking whiffs it, I couldn't oh, see you're, how it you're about the rest. Yeah. 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 Shouts out having a god killer too. Yeah, that I was gonna say something about being working with other writers who you were a fan of before you became a friend of, not in like a weird way or anything, you know what I'm saying? But like you're just a fan of their work before and now. It's like it keeps you stepping your game up, I think. And like at what Kelby just said about a god killing weapon, like he literally came out with a book that I fucked with so hard that it had like, it had a line on the back. And I was like, you know what? That's my boy. I'm gonna take that line and I'm gonna make it a whole theme of, a <laughs> of my book because I like that line, you feel me? And like, if that line didn't happen, if like he didn't discuss that concept, I, it wouldn't, I don't think it would have manifested itself in the same way. So like, I, I appreciate the compliments I also do think, though, that a lot of this book's work is um, an amalgamation of conversations we've had, plus research I've done, but conversations we've had. You know that. We all be working together. Yep. yep. Oh, yeah. No, like, whole time is part of my lexicon now. It's such a smooth, yeah. like, 
every time it it just feels right so much to the point where I'll catch myself using it and be like I'll challenge I challenge myself with uh writing some scenes in Roughneck I'm like man I spent whole time a lot in this chapter what would I do if I didn't have Simmons influence here and I didn't even know what to do I was like that's what <laughs> sounds right here like it just yeah you know that influence is constantly like we're sharpening each other every day that's and just right. and just getting into like even when not talking about writing but just like we read each other but then just like the things we talk about and i think just like the energy constantly rubbing off like we're, we're sharpening each other's shit like like crazy like just looking at like um I can see like through an honest lens because I've always I I think you know all my shit's been like five star shit but this is like seven star shit now with like <laughs> y'all's influence. Yeah, it, it's interesting. I don't know about y'all, but like straight up, yo, straight up, yo, like I be writing my shit to try to impress y'all and like other people too. I write all my shit to impress people, but I'll be, I'll be trying to write my shit so that when y'all read it, you'd be like, oh shit. Cause that's, <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like that's, that's the way I do it. So it's, the, oh, it's, yeah. the, it's the council of elders idea. It's the high, a, it's it the high the table, thing. yeah. Mm -hmm. I, I, I call it the council of elders cause I, I have a council of elders for everybody <laughs> with every, every situation. So like if something <laughs> racially comes up, I have my council of elder black friends, so I call it. I'm like, yo, what should I think about this? <laughs> Who are the, the same age as him? <laughs> and I'm like, uh, and they're like, oh yeah, this is uh, blah blah blah. If it's like gender thing, I'm like Rios. What do I think about this right now? Because I don't know. But uh, with writing, yeah, you get four or five friends together, and you say like, hey, is this good or bad? and they'll tell you they'll tell you what's good they'll tell you what could use some work and uh it's such a better mode to be in than writing blind and then sending it out and having somebody some random intern somewhere saying that your story's not good or your book's not good it's just no you you have people who are on the same wave who can guide you I think it's also, I think, do you know it's something I learned? So if any of the shit I wrote, I sent out to a different type of editor, they would make me cut or ask me to cut a lot of things, certain things, ridiculous things that I find are so critical to, to my writing. And I'm sure y'all have things like that, right? Like stuff mm -hmm. that you didn't want to cut. Mm -hmm. um, you know what I mean? And at the same time, when I go to work and I, I just talk to just people, just regular people, they be talking about the scene in Terrifier 2 when Shorty shits herself in the middle of the uh, um, laundry mat. You feel me? And that's yeah. in that third scene that if it got sent to a big budget place, they would have cut it. Do you know what I'm saying? Like, but mm -hmm. everybody mm -hmm. work is all like, oh man, with a little girl shit herself. Like everybody talking about that at work and like the little girl shit herself seems any important ones. And mm -hmm. like, for real, but aren't they though? 
You feel me? Yeah. Yeah. Like, I wrote I wrote a scene this morning and I didn't know about it. I sent it to Kelby. I was like, yo, does this make sense? He's like, yeah. I was like, all right, cool. Yeah. Right. I can I can keep moving. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. Exactly. exactly. Because mm-hmm. if I get that from him, if I get that message back that says, yes, this makes sense, it's fine. And I'm like, oh, okay. At least, you know, my ideal reader understands. And and the message isn't that like we just hype each other up and like say, you know, you're the best. This is badass. I was looking like, you know, David just happens to be on this wave where he's trying to alchemize clarity for mainstream readership. Not to say that like mainstream readers are dumb, but just to say that they use, you know, that your typical reader who's not like a writer reader wants they don't care about syntax and language rhythm as much as they care about like clarity and like being able to visualize what you're talking about as if it's like a movie being presented to them. And so he's like, does this make sense? And at the same time, it not only makes sense, but like he maintains that rhythm of language and the cool, like using words that sound cool and not just being like, descriptive and straightforward but at the same time it all made sense i was like bro you're you're doing it like yeah i never write i never write exposition so i i had to do a scene where i was it wouldn't work if i didn't explain what was happening but i was a little insecure about uh explaining things because i was like is this gay (laughs) does it sound gay Kelly was like, "Well, you are gay, but no, no, this this writing is fine." And I said, "Okay, cool, yeah, I can I can work with that." But yeah, no, it's gay shit. My shit. Say again. I like writing gay shit in my shit. You do, you do. There's there's a (laughs) there's a good amount of gay shit in Coastal West. I do. I we all do. It's, it's I think an we all inclusive do. book. Yeah. Man. Except for Grant. Grant. Grant is the straightest. Well, Kelp. I got Kelp doesn't have any gay shit in his book. Yes, yes, uh, I do. Mention, you know. I no, think, that doesn't count. No, Grant. Grant's I did think about that. I was like, I'm going to no. write some gay sex. Like, I've got, I've got people in my book butt fucking. You do. Like, yeah. Do you have any men butt fucking <laughs> in your book? Grant, you fucking homophobe. Do you have any? Grant's got men? the Grant's got the funniest line in Melancholy's <laughs> Finest, where he's he's like, uh, "Yumi is wasn't it? Yumi is on the, uh, I forget which character it is that's on the apps and shit." But she's like, "You, you know, because I'm pansexual." Oh, uh, Myla, yeah, Myla, Myla is. She's like, you know, because I'm pansexual and all. I was like. Just straight up said because I'm pansexual and all. <laughs> yeah. You know, this, there's this there's a lot of funny lines accent, in, in so, finest. You know. <laughs> yeah. All right, boys. I think we'll wrap that up right there. Thanks for coming. David Simmons, Grant Womack. Thank you. Broken River. River forever. Oh, baby. Forever. You know it. Listen to the rest of this lovely conversation, plus gain full access to the archives, bonus episodes, 
read serialized novels on Yugen Junk Weekly, and gain access to the Agitator Discord over on Agitator Z. That's the $5 a month Agitator Z tier on patreon.com slash agitator.